Welcome to Harvest Hour with Reverend Dr. Godwin Alija. Today's message is from the vast teaching archives of the man of God, who is also the lead pastor of the Harvest Missions Chapel, Assemblies of God International Church, a first century church in the 21st century world. Join us today as we explore truths of God's word for the building up of our faith and victorious living in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Now, today's message. What is up to foreign soil to work a distant land? Oh, yeah. Is that all you can do for the fathers? Is that all you can do? Before I even wish a happy Father's Day to our wonderful fathers in this house, I want us to acknowledge the number one father, the king of glory, the father who is there in season and out of season, the father who never abandons his children. The father who is well able to do exceedingly more abundantly above what we can ask or even think. The father who covers his children like the eagle covers the eaglets. The father whose love is so deep and so tall. The father whose love your arms cannot wrap around. I'm talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords. Rise to your feet. Lift a big shout. And in the next few minutes, I want us to honor this father. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you respect him. Tell him who he, he is to you. Tell him that without him, you can do nothing. Who are we without our heavenly father? We are not even fit to call him our father. But he sent his only son to die on Calvary cross that through the sacrifice the propitiation for our sins we can also call upon him our father because of the spirit of adoption lift your voice and worship him lord i worship you today you are the father number one you are the father who teaches us to be who we are I can't hear you. Is that all you can do for your heavenly father? Kan 
Oh, lift your voice. One more minute. One more minute. One more minute. Father, you are the father. You are the model of a father. Oh, Shendere Babado Kayandera Babada Bayanda Baba. I can't worship you enough. I can't bless you enough. I can't honor you enough. Oh, Shendere Kabada Baba Bayanda. Pour your heart out to the Father. Pour your heart out. Oh, He is the Father. The Father who never disappoints. Worship your Heavenly Father. Worship your Heavenly Father. Worship your Heavenly Father. Don't be tired. 30 seconds more. 30 seconds more. Worship your heavenly Father. Worship your heavenly Father. Worship your heavenly Father. Aya. Eya ya 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 we honor you, Heavenly Father. We honor you, we honor you. Our Heavenly Father, this morning we honor you as we celebrate fathers all across the world. We acknowledge that you are Father number one. You are the Father who never turns his back on his children. You are the Father who is there all the time. We, this early fathers, can promise, but our lives are not in our hands. But when you promise, it comes to pass. Because there is no one before you, and there is no one after you. You are the one who says what you mean, and you mean what you say. And Lord, whatever you say is forever and ever. Amen. And so today we honor you. Today your children say we, you, we wish you happy Father's Day. Because if you were not the number one father, there wouldn't have been any father on earth. Lord, we thank you that you are our model. You are our example. And today we want to worship you in the beauty of your holiness. And Lord, we pray that as we go through today, your, your, your character will marinate us. That we can emulate your example. In the name of Jesus. And we will all say the Lord's prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven holy is your name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day
today our daily bread. Uh huh. As we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thou is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Slap your hands and lift a shout to God. Shall we be seated in heavenly places? Amen. What a beautiful day it is. What a wonderful worship. You people, you don't know that the men too, we did. We did. Next Father's Day, I will sing. But I realized that our wives and mothers were giving us a good backing, a good blend. Pastor Nyamewa is in the house. My word, my daughter number one. Amen, amen. So I will go straight into the word of God. We have a baby to dedicate today. The Lord is adding to the church biologically. If you will not evangelize, we will born. <laughs> Amen. Okay, today uh, I want to wish every father happy Father's Day. And I dedicate to this sermon to all fathers and all father figures in the house. It is true that a lot of fathers are irresponsible. It is true that a lot of fathers are runaway fathers. But it is also true that there are good fathers. It is also true that not every father is a disappointment. And we choose to celebrate the fathers who have stayed the course, who have worked hard. In fact, some fathers are playing dual roles. They are both mothers and fathers. Amen. So I wish every father happy Father's Day for all the pains that you have gone through, for all the school fees you have paid, <laughs> for, in fact, some fathers go through domestic abuse, but they don't talk, for all the verbal abuse, <laughs> some fathers are beaten at home. You see, you are laughing. You think it's only the women, eh? Some fathers suffer. But in Africa, we say, Bermen So they will come and clean their faces and still be like macho, but they, they just beat him. Happy Father's Day to all of you. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to all of you. And for the mothers who play the role of fathers, I wish you happy father's day amen i see my sister waving happy father's day to you too today the lord is taking us to nehemiah chapter 9 and it's also helping us to start the preparation for our fasting tomorrow don't pretend you can't remember tomorrow the fasting is starting from tomorrow 14 days akosia is in the house Ken is in the house. I will introduce them in due course. Church, I said tomorrow the fasting begins. 14 days. And by the time I'm done with this sermon, you would understand why it's important. So take me to Nehemiah chapter 9. We would uh, have to be very quick. Nehemiah chapter 9. See what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 1. On the 24th day of this month, the Israelites assembled they were fasting, wearing sackcloth 
and had put dust on their heads. Those of the Israelites' descent separated themselves from all foreigners and they stood and confessed their sins and the guilt of their fathers. While they stood in their places, they read from the book of the law of the Lord, their God, for a fourth of the day. It means a quarter of the day, from morning until noon. And spent another fourth of the day in confession and worship of their God. Okay, I will spare you these names. (laughs) We see Nehemiah beginning with a man who had a heart for his people. A man who was broken because the walls of Jerusalem had been collapsed. A man who cannot stand injustice. A man who cannot stand when things are wrong. One of the qualities of a father is that fathers cannot stand to see things go wrong. We always want to fix things, isn't it? Nehemiah was that father. We learn from Nehemiah that if your heart is not good, your heart, your hand cannot be good. The problem with men with POP, ladies, listen, is not their hand, it's their hearts. If a man cannot give, it's an indication of what is in the heart. Watch him. Yes. I want more amens. I say men who don't give is an indication of what is in their hearts. But Nehemiah had a good heart. His heart was broken. When he heard about the walls of Jerusalem, he prayed and he fasted. And Bible says that he went before the king and the king granted him favor. And the king gave him everything he needed. He came. He had wisdom. He mobilized the team. And the team followed him and he raised the walls. And when he was raising the wall, there were oppositions from the left, right, center, forward, Tobias, Sambalat. The biggest opposition was not even Tobias and Sambalat. The people in the church, prophets who are prophet lying. They are not, these days they don't prophesy, they prophet lying. And some of you, you go to places and you hear, oh, the prophet said this. The prophet said, hey, check with the word of God. It's not everything that begins pro- that is a prophecy. Some of them are prophet lying. And this man braved the storm, went through everything. And finally, in chapter 7, the walls were built. And most of us, when we seek the face of God and God does something for us, that is the end. Even thank you, Ebonyame. Even thank you, we forget to tell God. A lot of fathers have suffered ungratefulness from mothers and children. Today, let me say it. Because we think that it is the, it is the father's responsibility to take care of the home. When they do something, you won't say thank you. But thank you encourages fathers. Nehemiah finished those wars. And Bible says when he finished... He didn't forget that this project was born out of prayer. And so he assembled his people. In chapter 8, we saw how they came together and they prayed and they thanked God. And in chapter 9, here they are fasting. Some of us don't know that anything that is born out of prayer can only be sustained by prayer. 
Anything that God gives you in, on your knees, you cannot mess with that thing. When God gives you a child on your knees, you need to pray that child to grow. When God gives you a vision in prayer, it is only prayer that can make that vision come into fruition. For too many times, when God does something for us, we, we think that, oh, then that is it. We go and we jubilate and we forget. It is said that the department of thanksgiving in heaven, the angel is always sleeping. Somebody said he went to heaven. He saw departments. One department was busy. The angels are like, hey, he's coming, he's coming. What is coming? Prayer topics. And you know that department. Women who, like, who, are, who are waiting for their husbands. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. The angel, get it, get it, get it. Let's process. Another place, he's coming. Hey, people who want money. People who want jobs. And then the person got to one department and there was only one angel. And the angel was dozing. So what department is this? It's a department of thanksgiving. After God has done all the good things. Even thank you, my sister. Thank you, Abonyame. And so the angel is not busy. The angel is sleeping. But Nehemiah says, no, 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 no. That is not the lifestyle. Nehemiah, Bible says, go, go to uh, Bible says that Nehemiah gathered together on the 24th day and they prayed and they fasted and they said, God of heaven, you are the only God who sustained us through thick and thin. Without you, we couldn't have come this far. Nehemiah fasted and prayed even at the end of the project. Bible says he, 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 he they confess their sins. You know, sometimes you, you don't realize that when you are busy pursuing some agenda in the day, you do things that displease God. He confessed. He prayed. He confessed not only his sins, the sins of his fathers. Listen, fathers, sometimes our sins can transcend generations. So you remember in the book of uh, Judges, Gideon was asked to go to his father's house. God said, Gideon, you are a mighty man of Vela. I want to use you, but there's a problem. There's an idol in your father's house. Go and break that idol. Put that idol down and establish a new altar for me. And when you do that, I will use you to, to, to deliver Israel from the Midianites. So, Nehemiah was not ignorant about the fact that when fathers do sin and they make mistakes... You know, it transcends generation. Fathers, be careful what you do. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you treat your children. Because one day you will pay for it. Be careful the things you say. They become authors that will fight your family for good. Because God has given grace to fathers to speak things over their family. This morning, some some of my children called me and I spoke life over them. I prophesied over them. Fathers are prophets of the home. If you prophesy well, your children will not be looking for those who, who are prophet lying. I prophesy over you this morning. May goodness and mercy be your portion. I prophesy over you this morning. No weapon formed against you will prosper. I declare that every tongue that will rise against you shall be condemned in judgment. I mark your forehead with the blood of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus speak for you. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. I come against every sickness in your body. I come against every sickness against you in the name of Jesus. I pray open heavens over you. I declare 
Jesus, when you go home, speak over your families. Prophesy over your families. Because God has mandated us to do that. So Nehemiah prayed. Nehemiah confessed the sins of his fathers. Nehemiah fasted. And Bible says that, give me the verse 3 again. Let's, let's look at the verse 3. They put it while they stood in their places. They read from the book of the law. Some of you, if I come and inspect your Bibles for the last one month, you have not read them. Last week I said that, listen, God created the heavens and the earth. And God gave principles to govern this earth. The fact that you are successful doesn't mean that you can start your own principles because you didn't create the earth. The one who created the computer came, brought it with the manual. The one who created the TV attached the manual. This keyboard came with the manual. The one who created you in his image gave you the Bible as a manual. Your success in life does not discount the fact that you can create your own principles because you didn't create yourself. Nehemiah opened the book. They read from 6 a.m. to 12 noon. How many of you will stand just listening to the Bible? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus from 6 a.m. to 12 noon. Just listening to the Bible. Why did Nehemiah do this? Even though the guy has already built the walls. He acknowledged that anything born from God is only sustained with the principles of God. Anything born from God is only sustained by the principles of God. And fathers, I want to challenge you. If you are raising your home based on another principle, it will not work. I don't care how much money you pumped into your family. I don't care how much money you spoil your children with. If it is devoid of God's principles, your children will not grow to become those people God want them to become. Nehemiah understood that the war was not a destination. The war was a process. The war was part of the journey. This life is a journey. The destination is where we are going from here. And so everything in life must be seen as such. So they fasted. But I want to focus a little bit on the fasting. Why did they fast? What are the benefits of the fasting? Just to prepare us for tomorrow. Why do we spend time in fasting? Fasting to begin with is a deliberate effort to deprive yourself of some things that will please you so that you can focus on God. Because sometimes some people, when we get excited, we forget things. We forget the important things on earth. Some men, when you get excited, you make promises by heart until the excitement leaves. You've been promising cars and things. Then now when they ask you, say, me, me not make car <laughs> So, you need to deprive yourself of some things so that you can hear God. You see, the world has a lot of things that disrupt us every day as we go along. And one of the chief things to deprive yourself from is food. 
lay your stomach down. In the Old Testament, they would deprive themselves of food. They would put ashes in their head. They would mourn and stand before God and say, God, nothing in this world matters but you. That is a good fast. That is a good fast. And we don't only fast from food, I'm telling you. You fast from the things that easily draw you. Some of us, we have to fast from TV. You say, you say, mm. Some of us, our mobile phones, if I tell you to put your mobile phone down for one week, hey, we will do mobile phone fast very soon. It will not be a food fast. Mobile phone fast. One week back, we'll try it and we'll see what will happen. Some of you, when you enter, it's like you've been baptized with lemon juice. Because, hey, I hear some men, they, their phones are so much with them that even in the bathroom, they forget that they use it as soap. Everything you pick. It's not everything that you should pick. Sometimes my phone will be ringing. My wife will say, yeah, your phone is ringing. I say, yeah, I've heard. My whole day, I've been picking phones. So if you call and I don't pick immediately, forgive me. Maybe I heard the sound, but Charlie. You fast from those things. You fast from some of us. We like too much conviviality. When you are fasting, make sure that you cut those things off a little bit so that you can focus. The whole idea is that anything that anything that prevents you from seeing God well, make sure that you stay away from those because that is how you can get God's attention. Bible says in James that draw near to me and I'll draw nigh to you. Some of us, we just want God to chase us everywhere, but we don't make any attempt to draw near to God. Fasting is divine. Fasting is sacred. Fasting is one of the ways to show God that you are serious. There are some things that will not just go with this ordinary prayer. When you are serious with God, you move the prayer to another level. Some of us, even our father, when our whole heaven, cowboys are coming, even that we don't pray. We wake up in the morning, like the whole world depends on us. We come and sleep like that without praying. If God should open our eyes to see the demon, demonic operations around us, we will be very, very shocked. So Jesus told the disciples that they should fast and pray. What are some of the benefits of fasting? I'll be, I, I want to run through. Number one, fasting enables you to challenge the process. Fasting enables you not to take a no for an answer. We can see that in Esther chapter 4. When everything was against Esther and the Jews were going to be killed by the plot of Naaman. Bible says that Esther told the uh, Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews. Let them pray and fast for me three days. Let them not eat. I and my maid will also fast. And he says, on the third day, I'll go before the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Esther was not ready to take a no for an answer. People of God, when you don't fast, eh, problems look like they are going to bury you right now. But when you fast, God gives you spiritual muscles, spiritual tenacity, and you look at the problem. And instead of telling God how big your problem is, you will tell your problem how big your God is. Fasting would enable you to see clearly. 
because in this world a lot of things are militating against us a lot of things are fighting us you go to where some of us the little wind that comes through the window we see demons some of us we see demons in everything because we don't fast yeah in demonology witchcraft is the lowest ranking just almost hard drink again but yet there are people when you talk about which they can't sleep because you don't pray and fast you don't know your God but when you pray and you fast you build relationship with God you build connection with God the anointing of God is over you and any demon that comes your way you bind them you know a man of God was told that ah, but you how do you overcome all this they said what demons he said Charlie we've tried you he said me I didn't know I was just walking so maybe when I was working, I just kept crashing them. Some of you, when you pray and you fast, you don't even have to be mindful of them. When you walk, you crash them. You crash them. Nehemiah understood that after this project, fasting and prayer is very key. So fasting and prayer will help you not to see problems magnified. Number two. Fasting and prayer helps you receive clear revelation and direction from God. It clarifies your mind. I've met a lot of young men and women who are confused. They don't know what to do in life. But the God who created you gave you a direction. But you can only discern the direction through fasting and praying. Because you need to know him. You know, every time you are like, should I go to east or should I go to west? Should I take this job or should I take this contract? Should I marry this man or should I marry that man? Should I? You, you, we are confused. And some of us, we spend the time doing see, 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 nanako. No. When you fast and you pray, God will give you clarity. We see that in Acts chapter 13 verse 2. Bible says, separate me Paul from Barnabas. For the sake of the work that I have for them. The disciples were confused. Paul and Barnabas were having some conflict. And they didn't know how to resolve this. But God had planned that the two of them should go their separate ways. So that they can fulfill what he has planned for them. But when they fasted and they prayed. Give me Acts chapter 13 verse 2. As they were ministering to the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. For the work that I have called them to do. Are you confused in life? Are you wondering if that man is the right man? Are you wondering if that job is the right job? Are you wondering if the direction you are taking is the right direction? Spend time in fasting and praying. These 14 days, God will speak to you. I said these 14 days, God will speak to you. God will come to your aid. God does not want us to walk like blind people. He wants us to walk with clarity. May God clarify your vision. May God clarify your vision. Number three, fasting helps people free from spiritual bondage. Fasting will take you out of spiritual bondage. If you don't pray and you don't fast, you give the devil free access to your home. You'll be fighting the wrong people for what the devil is doing. We watched uh, this play those days and we saw how it, it was a very nice enactment. The devil will go and talk to this person. Then the devil will go and talk to this person. Then when the two of you come together, you are fighting and he's jubilating. 
And some of us, we are fighting the wrong people because we don't fast and pray. But if you fast and you pray, you look beyond the people. Husbands, if you fast and you pray, you know that that thing that your wife said is not from him. It's from something else. And then you overlook it and you still love her and you move on with life. Fasting and prayer will break the hold of demons on you. Give me Mark chapter 9. Let me show you something in Mark chapter 9. What Jesus told the disciples when they were trying to cast out demons. Mark 9.28. Mark 9.28. He said, after he went into the house, his disciples asked him privately. This time they've been trying to cast out demons and the demons said they won't go. That man who fasted, he didn't fast. He ate a bank wine and came to confront the demon. He said, hey, I was yes to Christ or demon. To the court, I said, I'm going to go away. So the disciples, they came to Jesus privately. Why couldn't we drive it out? And they listened to what Jesus told them. And he told them that this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Some demons have horns. Some demons, they wear kambu. When they are coming, you won't hear them. It's the amateur demons. They are the ones that wear kurocha. But they challenge the difficult demons. When they are coming, they are wearing kambu. You will hear them. But fasting and prayer will expose them. I say fasting and prayer will expose them. He said, Jesus said, this time will not go out by fasting and prayer. That, you can only go out only by fasting and prayer. There are things in your life that you are struggling with. There are things in your life you are worried about. And you've done everything. You've sought counsel. People have advised you. The thing is still there. Brother, sister, try fasting and prayer. Try it. The demons cannot stand. If you're a father and you cannot fast and pray, your family is in trouble. I'm telling you. Women, if you are going to marry men who don't pray, please be careful. You will die. I'm telling you, in 21 days prayer and fasting, God opened my eyes. I saw my wife's funeral plant. I said, Kai, I had to baka, baka, change the level. And when he started playing now, even with fasting and prayer, the things we saw, some of us, <laughs> the prayers of some saints are sustaining us. May God have mercy on us. We are going to fast and we are going to pray. This church, we don't pray for you. We pray with you. If you won't pray for you, I will show you some church. But if you are here, we pray with you. Eh? We are not praying for you. Come and take anointing oil, 50 cities. Come and take uh, uh, what? Olive oil, 200 cities. Consultation, depending on the demons we cast, we charge you per demon. I know I'm preaching good. And the reason why those pastors are in business is because of you. You don't fast and pray. You want them to fast and pray for you, so they, they are in business. And every time they see monkey sitting on your head, every old lady in your village is a witch. Every hey, old lady. So now in Africa, that's why we don't have old people. It's a crime to grow old. Because when you grow old and you cross 80, you know, you are a witch. Every time a pot is buried somewhere in your house. And when you finish, you give them 200,000. When you come here, they say, give offering. Let's build a church building. You won't give. 
because you don't fast and you don't pray. And then they may come. <laughs> Fasting will push back on losing the demonic powers over your situation. Fasting, when you pray and you fast, eh, you know how tag of war or you know somebody is pushing you and you, you are being dragged, you are, you are being pushed to the wall. You don't know what else to do when you start praying and you start fasting and you start seeking God's face. The life that is pushing you, you start pushing back in power. Because immediately you start fasting and praying, the, the host of angels from above will come and enable you. Let me prove that to you in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. Let me show you something that happened in Daniel chapter 10. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belshazzar. The message was true and was about a great conflict. He understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks. Mourning is another way of saying fasting. I didn't eat any rich food, no meat or wine entered my mouth and I didn't put any oil on my body until three weeks were over. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up and there was a man dressed in linen with a belt of gold from Euphrates around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face was uh, was like the brilliance of the lightning. His eyes like the flaming touches. His arms and feet like the gleam of the polished bronze. And the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men who were with me, because they did not fast and pray, they did not see it. But a great terror fell on them and they ran and hid. When God is doing something, you are not spiritual, you will see it. Only Daniel saw it because the man was fasting and praying. When he was fasting and praying, God released an angel. And he saw the angel. He saw what the angel was about to do. I was left alone looking at this great vision. No strength was left in me. My face grew uh, deathly pale and I was powerless. I heard the words he said. And when I heard them, I fell into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me and raised me to my knee, my, my hands and knees. He said to me, Daniel, you are a man treasured by God. Understand the words that I'm saying to you. Stand on your feet, for I have now been sent to you. After he said this to me, I stood trembling. Don't be afraid, Daniel, he said to me. Far from the first day, for from the first day that you purpose to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your prayers were heard and have come because of your prayers. Fasting and prayer will release your answers. Daniel fasted and prayed 21 days and Bible says that God released an angel. He said that day one that you started, your answers were released. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You have been praying about this for 10 years. It's not doing. Why not start fasting and praying? And see what God can do. Continue. Let me show you something. He said, by the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. Do you see? Even when you are praying, the, the kingdom of Persia, the kingdom of Tema, the wickedness and demons around us, they are still pushing. They oppose the answer. He said, then Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me after I had been left there with the kings of Persia. So God released an archangel because of Daniel's fast. 
I said, fasting will push back the demonic lines. I said, fasting will push back the demonic lines. When you pray and you fast, God will come to your aid. God will come to your aid. And you say, ah, but pastor, I've been fasting and praying. I'm not seeing anything. I said, if God should open your eyes to see what your prayers have done in the realms of the spirit, you'll be thanking God. Fasting and prayer will push the demonic opposition. Number six, I believe. Fasting and prayer will help you navigate the journey to the next level with confidence. Do you know that sometimes, some of us, we, it's not like, we know God has blessed us. We know God is telling us to do something. But we don't, the confidence to even go on the journey is not there. We are doubting God. And Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. He cannot receive anything from God. When you fast and you pray, God builds your capacity and God gives you confidence. When demons come, you look at them and you laugh. I'm told of a man called Smith, Winglesworth. I mean, those uh, founding fathers. He was sleeping. And then he had in his living room. So he got up and went and the devil has visited his house. And then he looked at the devil and said, I thought it was somebody better. Then he went back to sleep. Come on. What a confidence. The devil was doing kukru kukru. He said, Papa, baby. Went back to sleep. Some of you let a chicken. May the Lord empower you. I say, may the Lord strengthen you. As we fast and we pray, may God build your confidence. May God grant you great grace as we fast and we pray. Oh, this fasting and prayer will take us to another level. I am ending because we need to do a lot. Number seven, fasting and prayer will help deepen our intimacy with Jesus. Your love for Jesus will increase. Because we go through a lot of things in this world, our love wanes. Our love for Jesus wanes. But when we fast and we pray, you, you realize that your, your, your relationship with Jesus is increased. Your love is increased. Your passion to pray will increase. Your passion to read your Bible will increase. Because you have spent time with God. Some of you say, Pastor, but I cannot fast and pray. Eh, I've tried to pray, but I cannot pray. The only way you will know how to pray is to pray. You didn't hear me. I said the only way you can know how to pray, Reverend and Mrs. Kano, we are welcome. Please, let's appreciate them. The only way you will know how to pray is to pray. You don't know how to pray. Pray and you pray. <laughs> when you start praying, you pray. And then you pray and pray. There is no formula for prayer. 
eh? get up and stand and start. I'm telling you, when I, I, people know I take a lot of prayer walks, the most difficult part of my prayer walk is the first step out of my house. I'm telling you. But the very moment I overcome that inertia and I get out of my gate, ah, papa, papa. You see, you pray to a certain extent, eh? You, you, I don't know if you've experienced it. I'll be finishing soon. I can see my soldiers. When you pray to a certain extent, you realize the Holy Spirit takes over. Is it not true? The most important part is the beginning. Fasting will strengthen your intimacy with the Lord. And as I conclude, I want to encourage all of us, especially fathers. Nehemiah knew that God, the God who started the project, the God who helped him, he cannot leave that God out. And so he fasted and prayed. He assembled the people that read the word of God. And so I want to challenge you. The next 14 days, if you are thinking of swerving, change your mind. From tomorrow, we are coming. 6.30, pe, 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 we are here. We are praying for one hour and 30 minutes. Eh? Or one and a half hours. Is it one and a half or one and a half? Tomorrow we are coming. No talking, no too much. We'll just read the scripture and giga, kaka, goga, kaka, kaka. By the time you go, when you see a demon in front of your gate, you look at him and say, I thought it was a better person. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord empower you. May the Lord give you grace to fast. May the Lord give you the power to go the extra mile. Those diseases that are plaguing you will not plague you anymore because the Lord will come to your aid in the name of Jesus. Rise to your feet and let's pray together. Slap your hands, lift up a shout to God and say, God, I need you. Yes, let's celebrate God. Celebrate God. Hallelujah. Celebrate God. Now, today, tell God that, God, I need you. Give me grace as we go into the season of fasting. I pray that everything that has been shared today will be my portion. That you push the boundary lines on my behalf. That you fight demonic oppressions on my behalf. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Come on, pray our words. Lift your voice. Set the tone. Set the tone. Set the tone. Set the tone. Oh, is that all you can do? I can't hear you. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and seek the face of God right now. Oh, Thanks for tuning in. 
We believe you've been blessed by today's word. For video recordings of teachings by Reverend Alijah, visit our Facebook page at Harvest Missions Chapel. For prayers and counseling, kindly call or WhatsApp the numbers 0244-865-523 or 054-230-3868. To share your testimonies or to support the ministry in cash or kind, contact us on 0244-865-523.